Hello, I'm Nina Baxter. And I'm Joe Thompson. And welcome to this week's episode of Rich Pickings. How are you, my friend? I am super duper, isn't it? Lovely to be in the shed again. It's just marvellous. It is. It's such fun. And it was such fun last time with James, wasn't it? Oh, oh. listen to our, our size of adoration. I do... I, I do think he was it was a it was a pretty kind of what's it called when it's good for you affirming session affirming life session? affirming life affirming yeah and actually I we I have had so many comments from people about how much they loved his stories and what a brilliant raconteur he is I really do think that James should go on tour, you know, a bit like um, Adam Frost is having his evening with or Richard E. Grant and there's someone else, yes, I can't remember yes. who, they're having their sort of, their their tours around, their, their kind of fireside chats. Yeah. And actually, I am having a fireside chat with James. I hadn't even thought that I was going to say that, but we are doing something um, in London in May, yet to be announced. Well, I'm pretty sure we are. It isn't confirmed, so <laughs> that might be rubbish. But th- <laughs> there is a plan. But James should do that anyway. Going yeah, back to that idea, I agree. We? I agree. I totally agree. I would go and pa- I would pay money to go and see him. He really, really is. I don't know. There's just something so off the wall and eclectic and wonderful about his stories. They're they're fabulous. So oh, do now- you know what? Do you know what? I think this week, you know who we need to be more, don't you? Well, James Alexander. Well, exactly. Obviously, I am, as we're talking, I am looking at Nina in a a slightly quizzical way because you're being extremely fangirly, but we are very fangirly about James. He even sent us some really fab pics and we've still, we've put some of them up on, on the Instagram on the Rich Pickings podcast Instagram, but yeah. there are more to come. So there are some of his rubber and chains garden and there are some of his... Being scantily him. clad. That, that Scant- There's one Ooh, of those. Yes. I haven't put that one up yet, but him with his dog, him with yeah. Wilson the dog. Oh. But I think I, I think James is just universally interesting because um, Matt, editor Matt, uh, listened to, obviously did the editing for the podcast and really, really loved the whole thing. I think he said it was his favourite one so far. So, James, if you're listening, shout out from Matt. Oh, another fan. Another fan, another fan. So um, this week, shall I tell you what I've been doing? Ask me what I've been doing this week. <laughs> shall I ask you what you've been doing? Yeah, Is it not on. all about me? Is it not ask all me. about me? I'll ask you what you've been doing. What have you been doing? Nina, what have yes. you been doing this well, week? Well, it's funny you should ask that. I, this week, I've been to see some live music. Oh, hmm. yeah. has that been, how long is it since the last time? Well, or did you have a long kind of... COVID gap. Yeah, we did. We did have a very long COVID gap. And we had a lot of gigs that were booked and then got cancelled and then rebooked and rebooked and rebooked. And so this is one of those that was rebooked about four times. And then finally we got to go. And um, it was at the Alexandra Palace in the theatre at the Alexandra Palace, where it's only just been open, I think, a couple of years. It's one of these fantastic old Victorian theatres where... They haven't tried to do it up exactly as it was. They've left all the plaster and, you know, sort of... Was uh, the Alexandra Palace built as a winter garden a la Victoriana or was it a place that they built to entertain people? 
Yes, it was it was that, but it was it was for the people. So it was one of those things, you know, it's bread and circuses, isn't it? It's the Victorians saying, um, well, we know you're not getting paid very much and you've got really terrible lives. But here, we'll build this great big thing that you can go and have a bit of fun at, you know. So so that's what it was for. It was for the people to go and I be entertained. A one of my articles on the gardening mind is all about winter gardens. But of course... I knew what I wrote then and I can't remember very much about them now, but I sort of, I do know that they were, obviously, they were built to house winter plants, um, but also they were, they, a lot of them were built as these sort of, these entertainment yeah, complexes. That's right. Thinking about yeah. the, I'm sure I've seen live music at the Bournemouth Winter Gardens. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, and and uh, recently, the Sheffield Winter Gardens was introduced, and they have the now that I can the tell darts. you all about. They have, no, the, they have the, the darts there. They, they have, have the darts. They, they have, have the darts. For anybody, anybody who is a new <laughs> listener, I suggest, or maybe I don't suggest, that you go back a few and listen to um to Nina's. Uh, tales of going to the, the crucible, crucible to, to watch yeah. extreme sports such as darts yeah. it's not, not darts <laughs> joe doesn't know the difference between darts and snooker this is snooker and in the winter gardens at sheffield that's where they do all the interviewing with the um with the players when the crucible is hosting um the mm. championships anyway anyway back tricks at ali pally so yes. i went and absolutely loved it and it reminded me that really we should be I think watching more live music because think back to your your fond memories of going and seeing Simon Le Bon and George oh, Michael. And, I'm so and else. Yeah, glad exciting. that you mentioned Simon Le Bon before I did this time. I think yeah, that's kind it had of, to that's be done. a bit of a record because of course as done. soon as you mentioned live music, I was thinking oh 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 I've got a story and then I thought oh I can't tell it because it's Simon Le Bon and then I thought well actually he will get an outing. Go I think on, there's not tell us lot... your Simon Le Bon story. Well, there's not a lot I've got to say apart from the fact that that was probably Duran Duran at the Pool Art Centre was the first live music concert I ever went to. And all I remember, well, I remember a lot about it, but what I do remember is that we then chased their limo down the down the road at the um, <laughs> at the end of the show. Because what would happen normally, because I did go to a few months back in the, back in the 80s, when of course you had that whole sort of tranche of fabulous um, bands, mainly New Romantics. So mm. there would be... There'd be Duran Duran. Human League. Human League didn't Spandau see Ballet. them. Haircut 100. Haircut Death 100 are playing again, you know. They're doing a special one-off where they're playing, them. yeah, they're playing the entire, the entire album. That mm. is where I heard them doing a cover of somebody else's. Oh, they're actually rather good. Um, mm. Not that I didn't think of that. I think we were more taken by, what's his name, Nick Hayward. He had a very nice Aaron jumper on, I yes. seem to remember. He, he went to, to nice school Aaron around jumper. the corner from me. Oh, local boy. Mm, local boy. And and who else? Wham will come back to Wham. Yeah. Because I've just something else I've got to tell you. That's just reminded me because when I was thinking about chasing Simon Le Bon. <laughs> Seriously, there's gonna be a court order at some point. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and um, and I remember we did used to go backstage afterwards and, and there was always the hope that you'd get an autograph because that was in the day. I don't know if people still do people still do autographs. Well, I, I don't know. Book. We were called we were actually called backstage Johnnies, weren't we? It wasn't that the term oh, for people who hung about oh, backstage. Yeah, yeah in eighteen seventy two, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just say we were fans. Throwing my age. Yeah. We were fans. And 
I remember going to see the Eurythmics. Now, here's the thing. And this is absolutely talk about, um, you know, sometimes when when you associate something with something else and it sticks with you. So we went to see the Eurythmics, Eurythmics, and that was Annie Lennox and yep. Dave, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. That's right. Yeah. It's quite hairy. Was Dave Stewart hairy? Very hairy. Yeah. And he had narcolepsy. It's a fun fact. Well, that's, that's the thing where you fall asleep. You fall asleep. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. We didn't do that in the concert. I wonder how you control it. <gasps> Write that down. That's a that's a, a, <laughs> a conversation for another time. Anyway, we went. I'm now, as you can see, I'm distracted by the narcolepsy. Come back, Joe. Right, come tell back you my story. to the Eurythmics concert. So we um we went there. We went backstage, and there was Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox, who wasn't Harry and isn't Harry. No. Sitting behind a kind of a, a table, a long table, which obviously the, the the people had just sort of pulled up so they could sit behind and sign autographs, and they were eating egg sandwiches. So it's like a post concert snack. Okay, this so has definitely were, so happened, and it wasn't a, just a strange this, dream you had. I swear to God, this is absolutely true. And I remember because people would always have sort of drinks and snacks afterwards, wouldn't they? They've just done a concert for an hour and a bit or whatever, so they need a bit of sustenance and and reviving and all of that. Anyway, they were eating egg sandwich. Annie, well, I don't know if Dave was, but Annie, first name terms, Annie Lennox was definitely eating an egg sandwich because I could smell it. And now I absolutely, <laughs> I promise you, I promise you this. Now, I'm fond of an egg sandwich, <laughs> but every time I see an egg sandwich, I think of Annie Lennox. <laughs> I promise you. I do. I promise you. I don't think I've ever told anyone. I've never told anybody this. Honestly, I think my daughter eats quite a lot, a lot of egg sandwiches, and she doesn't know this. But honestly, any time I get that whiff, I think of Annie, Annie yeah, Lennox. You're transported. And, yes. Any time I see Annie Lennox or I hear a Eurythmic song, I think of egg sandwiches. This is amazing. That is a su- that's such a good fact. That's such a good fact. I'm so sorry, but I, okay. I just can I I don't know why you've triggered this off, but I think it's because I mentioned the word dream. So no, no, hearing about other people's dreams is intensely boring. Okay, I, I yep. get that, but I really, really have to tell you about the dream that I had two nights ago. Because I was designing Tom Cruise's garden, okay, in my dream. That might just be manifestation. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I was doing that. Anyway, this is, so <laughs> that's not the fun part. The fun part, and it was this kind of big Moroccan, uh, I think it was somewhere in like, you know, in Morocco or somewhere, all, all these wonderful courtyards and everything. And um, and I was walking around with Tom and I was talking to him. And then I realized that oh. suddenly he was getting quite cross with me. And I suddenly realized that I had been calling him. <laughs> I'd been calling him Steve. And I'd, I have no idea why, but in my dream, I'd called Tom Cruise Steve. And he got really cross with me and said that he wasn't sure he wanted me to design his garden anymore. Where does that come from? <laughs> I don't know. But you know that thing you said about other people's dreams. Yeah. Well, being boring. Oh, yeah. was that? <laughs> <laughs> we I won't like edit it dream. out though. We won't edit it out because people can people can just well, that'll be that'll be down to, for, be down to the editor themselves. But I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna but drag think... you back. Okay, no, go on. What were you thinking? You thinking about my dream? No, I was going to talk about manifestation actually. And you know what? Because I think I may be 
I may be put back in my box by saying that that was boring, but in in a couple of days' time, when but you when get I get a phone call, well, yeah, when I get yeah. a call from Tom Cruise, and, and I'll, then you, and, and I'll remember I, not to call him Steve. Yeah, exactly. It's what I was going to say. When you go on that private jet and yeah. you're whisked over to wherever he lives, where does yeah. Tom Cruise live? I don't Malibu? know. I don't know. But he must have had. I don't know. This was a house in Morocco or somewhere. I don't. Maybe know. it was just but, sort of Moroccan style. Moroccan style. Yeah, could have been. But I'm going to drag you back to Ali Pali for a moment because I'll tell you why. The other thing that I, I didn't see this, but I, I peered, peered, I peeked through a big window. And of course, they've got an, an ice rink there. Oh. And there was an ice hockey match going on. And it looked so, it looked really exciting. And I thought I would actually quite like to go and see an ice hockey match. Oh, I Have you ever been? That. Yes, I have. <gasps> it's the best. I went to an ice hockey match. And I have to say, now, you know, me not being the the biggest uh, fan of watching sport or actually participating in it. Or knowing which sport is which, even. Dart, this, snooker. This is true. Yeah, but are they really sports? <gasps> I don't know. They're not sports, are they? They're, they're, they're things you do, you throwing a little bit. I think bit, Steve sort of... Davis would disagree with you on this, but anyway. No, it's wiggling your hand around a bit. That's what it, both of those are. <laughs> Both of those, <laughs> I say, are just like sh- waving your hands about a bit and and tossing something in the right direction. You could say that me throwing something into the bin every morning was a sport. It's exactly the same hand action. But you're not getting paid millions of pounds for doing it. Uh, but so. maybe we should. Maybe, maybe there's a should. whole news. Come on, well, tell me about your ice hockey what? match. Oh, ice yes. Hockey. Oh, ice hockey match. Ah. Oh. I have to say, I didn't know what to expect and I didn't expect to understand the rules and I didn't understand the rules. I watched a whole match without understanding the rules. But, oh, my goodness, the drama. It's extraordinary because they all, what happens is you've got hundreds of them in each team. Well, I don't know, about 20, whatever, in each team and they sit in there. Things. What are they called? Their little holes they sit in. Are they the bleachers? I never really know what a no, bleacher is. No, I think is. the bleachers are the seats you sit on. Um, the kind of racked seating pit. They sit in their sort of. They sit in a hole. pit. Yeah, mm. and they're but they're all there. They're ready to go. They look like Basil, my Labrador, as he's about to be let off the lead and fly like a cat out of hell into you know after something. Anyway, they look like that, and they they. So, I don't know, 10, I don't know how many people in an ice hockey team. Anyway, they all go on, half of them go on. And then <laughs> then they all decide to come. When they've had enough, after about 60 seconds, I was trying to time it, they just, they skate back to to where they started off from the first day and they jump over back into the pit and somebody else takes their place. So there's this extraordinary concentration going on. So you've got all that. And then you've got the drama of them. They're a bit, Grumpy tempered, I would say, the your average ice hockey person. Now I don't know. Is it an act? Well, is it like wrestling? Which or I was rugby. Oh, God, my world fell apart. Rugby's not an act. No, well they do the hucker. And they look, you know. Yeah, but that's not in the game. Them. That's the that's oh, the okay. New Zealand people that Yeah, but they always fall, look really they, they look, look angry. Really angry. Quite intimidated. Well they are. they are. I think they just look absolutely flipping terrifying, don't they? Because they're they're they big big people. Well, the gentlemen are the I the 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 lady rugby players are um are more compact. I'd say, wouldn't you say? Is that a I've never seen actually. I've never seen 
women's rugby but i'm That's not really a rugby good. fan so i, I really should good. yeah i should watch some oh my rooms at university overlooked the um the training field for the rugby team oh, really? so i often didn't get a lot of work done then anyway so back to ice hockey so then they so they yeah they all they 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 look pretty scary and they they get cross with each other so i don't know whether it's an act like wrestling but i don't think it is but anyway they're 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 fairly short tempered and if one happens to knock the other they one the other one jumps on the other one oh. and then and then the whole team sometimes bundle in and they all start a kind of free fall and then all the referees i think there are three referees or i don't know what they're called lines then whatever they are in their stripy shirts they all skate over and grab them from behind and kind of wrestle them to the ground and it's all brilliant well, this oh, sounds brilliant. terribly exciting. I want it, to go. Should we go and see a nice I think we should. So if it's Ali Pali, you say, yeah, that's, we that's can go where, there, can't we? That's Let's where go. we definitely, about probably, as I say, the only, I didn't understand it, but it was a, it's a sport. It definitely is a sport to watch. Yeah. I was just um, thinking on that. So we're going, you move me back to Ali Pali. I'm going to move you back to live music and ask it were the people that was the band that you saw there was it quite a sort of esoteric band because you're you you have a very um <laughs> a very good your your knowledge you know when I'm talking about new romantics and and whatever you must be slightly I know you don't frown upon my musical taste. Of course I don't. I love your musical taste. I, I love know, the 80s. But you no I mean in fact who we went to see was somebody called Robin Hitchcock who no has no. just had his 70th birthday. So he was very much of the sort of 60s and 70s. He was in, he had various bands, the Soft Boys, the Egyptians, and then he was were a solo they, artist. Um, it was great. They, it was great. Really good. Would they good. ever be on top of the pops? Not that I don't know the answer, answer to that question. The Soft Boys, oh, the Egyptians might have been once or twice. I don't know. I mean... I don't know the answer to that question, but they have a big, fo- he has a big following. And obviously over the years, he's picked up more and more people. But it has to be said that the audience was definitely a of certain a certain age. age yes. And a we were all sitting age. very sedately in our chairs with our plastic cups. I wonder and- if anybody's heard of him, they should write in. Yeah, they, they should. And, and in fact, I'm going to give a shout out to Robin Hitchcock now, who I follow on Instagram and who has a really lovely one-eyed cat. Because we don't oh. talk enough about cats on the oh. Cats, cats, cats. Yeah, I uh, have yeah. something. Shall we tell everybody about our, our cat and dog feud that we've been having recently? Our yeah. Alan Titchmarsh cat and yes. dog. Yes, and this was started off last, mm. last time when we spoke to James, wasn't it? Because we were unsure whether Alan Titchmarsh had a cat or a dog and whether he was a cat or a dog person. Well, speak for yourself, because I was sure... Yeah, you were sure. But then I found an article that confirmed that Alan Titchmarsh had a cat called Spud, who was 18 when he died. So cat person. Then, very sneakily, what you did was only send me the top of that article (laughs) where it said his cat Spud had died. And so I Spud, not Spud. Um, And then but when I looked that article up, not trusting you completely... Didn't it go on to say <laughs> that he also had had before then two yellow Labradors for about 18 years. And the best thing, one of the best things was that those Labradors were called Grace and Favour. Which oh, you know, was really that's lovely. nice. So we 
both kind of we were both right and alan obviously is a cat and a dog person and we love that in fact we love alan and please alan if you're listening come on our show we'd love to interview you yeah well let's manifest that never mind tom cruise never mind tom cruise honestly not interesting much rather alan titchmarsh met me in his private jet and whisked me off to his moroccan villa to design his garden Mind you, he wouldn't need us to design his garden, would he? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He could could probably let us do a bit of weeding in his garden. That's probably what we could do. Weeding. Have you done any weeding this week? Weeding, not reading. (sighs) Not reading. Weeding. You see, I told you, I said to you, didn't I, earlier on before we started the podcast, that somebody has swapped my teeth for somebody else's teeth. No, listeners, listeners, they really haven't done this, okay? (laughs) Nina's teeth are the same teeth as they were this time last week. Nina is just having one of those moments. I nearly called you Lisa then. I don't know who that is. Well, Um, I'm having one of those moments. We're having moments together. Do you ever ever get those days where you feel like your teeth aren't your own? Okay. It's just me then. Is that a thing? Did you say you'd looked it up and apparently it's a thing where you feel like your teeth aren't your own? It is. It is a thing. I don't know why it's a thing. Anyway, going back to gardens. Mm. Now, have I been weeding? No, I haven't been weeding. What I'm not doing in my garden is deciding that something is definitely dead and pulling it out. Oh, so you're not deciding something's dead? I'm not deciding and I'm not pulling anything out um, yet. Because... I, I know what you're going to be talking yeah, about here. Yeah, because we've had a very odd winter in terms of weather. And a lot of plants, which you wouldn't expected, have gone or they look like they've gone so Daphne Daphne we talked about Daphne didn't we in the first or second episode your lovely Daphne my lovely Daphne Daphne I think is no more I think it is an mm. ex Daphne it pretty is sure I can see it look at it we're looking yeah. out here pretty and... sure it's an ex Daphne um but I'm not going to take it up yet because I think it is premature and I think some of the things we think we may have lost may come back or do you think they're just kind of not sulking but they had a bit of a surprise well they had a lot of a surprise last summer when they had 40 degrees when they really haven't had that before and then they had no water and then they had lots of water and then they had cold and then we had warm 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 right Mm. up until we went from about 14 degrees in december bang down to minus five minus ten And it stayed like that for a week. So it was the shock, I think, of those extreme temperature changes that meant that things like pittosporums, even rosemaries in some places, and Daphne and things like that, they are all looking like they probably have gone, but they might not. So let's hang on. I'm not going to pull anything out yet. That's a really good point because I, um, you've just made me realise that a rosemary which was doing really well in my gravel garden. Looks very dead and deceased and no more, but I'm going to leave it for a bit. I was really surprised to see that because the others mm. have been fine, which just goes to show there are three of them there. And that one has just decided to yeah. turn up its toes. Microclimate. Mm. But I'll leave it alone. I would. Um, I would until you're absolutely sure it's not coming back. Uh, and, mm. and uh, you know, we're going to get another snap of cold weather. So let's see how it all goes, really. Yeah. It's a, it's a chilly old time. I remember we've had snow in March before. Absolutely. So that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. We've had snow at the end of March into April. So it's uh, we just never know, do we? We never know what we're going to get. I don't know about you, but clients ask me, when should I be doing this? When should I be pruning this? My answer is, well, I, I don't know, because it really, really depends on the weather. 
Mm. So it's different each year. Different each so year. So all those to-do lists you have to take with a pinch of salt. Exactly. I exactly. think so. Beans! <laughs> beans! Beans! I must tell you about beans! Okay, tell me about beans. Sorry, did I surprise Runner you? Runner beans, a, baked beans, with a, with what a are we talking barrage about here? of beans. Beans. I tell you why I just shouted out beans then. Oh, there's a story behind this. Uh, as there um, always is. I went to visit my 96-year-old uncle in Rome for his birthday a few months ago. Aww. And it was it was lovely. It was really, really mm. lovely. And we went to a very nice restaurant in his um local area in in Rome and he ordered I ordered pasta most people ordered pasta he ordered a particular kind of bean soup Mm. and when he ordered this bean soup it reminded me that for as long as I've known him or most times that I've I've seen or we've gone out for for dinner or whatever he's a big bean eater Right. He has beans. He, he'll often go for what the beans. What kind of bean? Well, now this soup, so he'd ordered a sort of bean soup, you know, nice, um, it was a, yeah, zuppa fagioli, fagioli. Or something, which, which means bean soup. And it had, oh, and it also had a thing that was called something I can't remember. Now you're going to sort of grimace, but let me explain. Because, and I, as we've talked about before, I am not an awful eater. Mm. An awful eater, mm-hmm. I am not. This sounds like we're going into Pam Airs. Yeah. Oh, by I'm the way. Not. Oh, no, go on, do oh, it. Do the... No, James, lovely James Alexander Sinclair, by the way, has told us we've always been completely wrong about Pam Airs coming from wherever we think she comes Norfolk. from. And in fact, no, he says Oxford. He's, he says it's Oxford. It doesn't sound so... like she comes He's from gone Oxford. from Cornwall. Um, Devon, <laughs> Norfolk, Suffolk, Oxford. Can anybody tell us? Anyway, back to back to um, bean eating. These beans came with a kind of, and this sounds really gross. And vegetarians just don't listen if you look if away you now. Want to. Stuff your fingers in your ears. And it was a, it was the lining. Yeah, this is oh. gross. It was the line. They'd been stewed with the lining of a. So I don't know, probably a pig's stomach. Oh, okay, right. Everybody go, you know, little vomit emojis. That's all. Anyway, this arrived and I was thinking, oh, you know, over my dead body, am I going to be trying any of that? Now I know my uncle, he always makes me 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 try things and, and sometimes oh. it's good and sometimes it's bad. And then I realized he said to me, look, don't try the um the 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 these they look like little they look like chunks big chunks of bacon that's what I would say okay like like pale bacon um he said don't try that and he said you know what I'm not going to eat those either but they give flavor to the beans and I thought to myself come on Joe you're a grown-up now so try it um so holding my nose and and praying and all the rest of it anyway I tried the beans oh my goodness they were delicious now the thing Mm. is about beans is they're generally Pretty flavourless, whichever way you slice it, literally, or taste it. I don't know if you slice a bean. Beans are really, ooh, they're, they're, they're hard. They're, yeah, they're textured. And you really, what I realised is you really have to cook them. So I'm not recommending that you cook them with with, with that specific part of a, of, a, of a piggy. But that we need to do something about them. And I was, I made a comment on lovely Jo Fairley on her Instagram because she was talking about beans and I said that I was obsessed with beans for a reason which I'm going to come to in a minute and blew me 
if the person whose beans she was talking about didn't reply to me and started following me. So I thought that was quite oh, exciting. And they're exciting. called the, and I love this. They're called the Bold Bean Company. We're not being paid. This is not an advert, but the Bold Bean Company started off by this, um, she, I think she was a student at the time, young girl, who was a sort of penniless student in Spain, making her way around Spain. And she had nothing. She was rummaging through the the, the larder, as you do, when you're, and there was nothing there, as you do. And she found this this jar of, of Spanish beans. And they were absolutely delicious. And she thought, why aren't we eating these? So she's made these beans tasty in a way that we Oh, can't... so you actually buy the cooked beans from her? She doesn't supply seeds so that you can grow your own beans? No. Okay. But the seeds are also I want well all the beans themselves I suppose you mm. plant don't you like jack and well yes or, yes um which can be very decorative in the garden and I was looking at um because although I've decided I'm actually you know what I'm not I'm not the greatest cook and so the thought of trying to sort out my own beans is probably a step too far so I am going to be going and trying some of those because according to everybody they're fab but then I was looking at, and Sarah Raven does, and again, not an advert, sells a rather attractively named bean called um, called Lingua di Fuoco, Tongue mm, of Fire. Tongue, tongue of, of Fire. fire. <laughs> it's such a good, and this bean, it's a blotty bean, and it just looks, even if you can't be bothered to cook it at the end, it will, um, it makes a really, it climbs brilliantly and looks beautiful. And the whole point is, and what I'm coming to about beans yes which is probably what I should have said at, said at the beginning, but if anybody's still with me on this and you're still with me, looking at me, hopefully, waiting for me to get to the whole point, is I believe that beans are the secret of life. Okay. <laughs> yep, I well, do. I that because makes sense. If your 96-year-old uncle is... has been eating them all his life, well, exactly. I'll give it a shot. And then you look at the Japanese and the edamame. I know we eat edamame, but I think they started off in Japan, I think. Oh, uh, they did? Sounds good. Yeah. So, you know, they're good for you. But you see, not only are they the um, the secret to, a, a, I was going to say a very long life, but I would say anyway, good nutrition, is they're really good for the soil. Because yeah. they're a kind of, what do they do, Nina? What do they do to the soil? They sort of... Uh, manure well, it they manure it so, yeah yeah sort of don't I they suppose, good i think so growing or something anyway, i'm not a, I'm, I, no, I'm not a bean expert here but we need to get sarah raven on to tell us about this actually yeah. but yeah but you're right I, they're also really good garden plants because they're really really easy to grow a lot of them are good yeah. starter plants for children um attractive you know red orange flowers what's not to love oh and they're just so if they're if they're cooked properly they taste really good. There's a really good bean that you, um, I don't know if you remember this, at fairs in Italy or markets, mm. you go and you get a cone, a paper cone full of lupin beans. And I thought they were actual like lupins, like the plant lupin beans, but they're not. Which they're would be poisonous. Beans, yes. Which would be weird. Yeah. Um, but they're not. And you just get a, honestly, it's it's like having a sort of mm. like a pile of little butter beans or something, but you just pick off the skin, which is easy to do and spit so, the skin out and eat these. So would that be your bean of the week instead of biscuit of the week? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we're going to leave. Should we leave biscuit of the week this week? Because I yeah, think let's do bean of the week. Good. I think. Oh, they're brilliant. So I would say good for the soil somehow. Somebody else can tell us that because we didn't do our research, obviously. Um, bulb bean beans, brilliant. 
Look at those jars of loveliness and Sarah Raven's beans to buy. None of that was an advert. No, no, just fascinating facts about beans. Oh, they're really good. I need to get my hands on some of those pretty soon. So what what are your rich pickings from this week then? Well, I would say my rich pickings are that... Alan Titchmarsh does have a cat or does like cats as well as dogs. And dogs, yes. And I'm also going to leave my looking very dead rosemary alone until it gets a bit warmer because it may have a a a re coming back to life. Okay, good. Are you going to ask me about mine now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not always about me Nina what are your rich pickings from this week okay my rich pickings from this week are that every time you hear Eurythmics you can smell egg sandwiches or the other way around yeah it's an actual fact that I've never shared with anybody I feel very special you are my friend you are <laughs> thank you for joining us this week on rich pickings and we'll see you again next time goodbye Thank you.